It's time again for the Scotty Johnny Podcast with your host, Scotty Johnny himself, John Barnett, and the ego himself, Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam, talking Wisconsin sports, NFL through D3, college hockey, doesn't matter. Two mics, two crusty vets, two opinions, one based in reality and one based in what do you bet on Twitter? With music by Delete Great Cars and Trucks. Here's John and Aaron. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome into the Scotty Johnny Podcast. I'm your not-so-humble host, Jonathan Barnett, Scotty Johnny himself, and with me as per usual, I bring you Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam. How we doing, Aaron? Hey, John, John what's going on? It's been uh, a week uh, or two. Uh, it's summertime, and as you know, I, uh, I travel a lot in the summer, so yeah. it's, it's been a while. It's been a while. Actually, and, uh, is out and about this this week as well. Um, before we get too far I, into I it, let's let's mention first off that as we say our names, those are also our, our Twitter handles because uh, you can follow the show at Scotty Johnny Pod. You can follow me at Not So Humble Host. And as I, you know, the prelude to that, what what is your Twitter handle, Aaron? It's it's at Cheddar Talk. I would appreciate Bye. that if you used like one of your six hundred tweets a day <laughs> to look at one of mine. Yes. Thank you very much. I would also like to mention that Beauty and the Beast is a terrible cartoon. It's it's oh. bad. I don't like it at all. The first one? Yeah, no, yeah, um, no the 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 cartoon, the cartoon version. I, I, I like well, the live action general. better. I, I it's it's still just a dumb premise. I don't like it. Everyone knows that of course in the actual Beauty and the Beast story, the, the Beast does die before he turns yes. back human. He dies and then becomes human. Mm-hmm. And that's how that goes. Uh, Disney likes ruining all of those by making everything a happy story, which sometimes is good, but sometimes you ruin a great story. Like, you know, The Little Mermaid as a story by Hans Christian Andersen is mm-hmm. phenomenal, and they ruined it. Um, it's got great music, but they ruined the story. Uh, and actually, the live-action one of that is better than the cartoon. Same with Beauty and the Beast. Um, well, same with Frozen. I mean... Well, they they keep going back to the Hans Christian Andersen well on that one too. Yeah, the Ice um, Queen, Little Little Mermaid, also problematic at best. Yeah, it's well they fixed a lot of the problems I had with it in the the remake that they did the live action one. It's a lot, right? Yeah, they fixed a lot of the like philosophical <laughs> See, issues I have with the way the story is told in the cartoon. Like she yeah. has no agency; everything is done for her. Somebody has to save her. Somebody else puts her. She's just there. She's just the vessel for other people to do things around. So, Prince yeah, Eric sucks. Yeah, yeah. 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 Prince Eric has but basically the, no oh, personality. The live in the action show. one is that Sebastian is boring in the live action one. He doesn't. Which is fine. Have the, he doesn't have the accent, man. Like, which is still fine. It's okay that way. No, uh, it's not. Eh, You've got to mind. have the Sebastian accent. I don't know. I didn't mind it as much. Pucker your lips like it is under the sea. Dun, dun. Come on. <laughs> uh, but anyhow, uh, I did get out traveling this week. We had. Uh, we had a little bit of time, not far. We were just in and around. We went to uh, the beach a couple times. I took the kids to, uh, we have a, a very nice um, aquatic center in Rapids. It's got a couple slides. It's got a, it's got, you know, a little zero entry water kitty pool. It's got a nice regular yeah. pool. It's got one of those like lily pads you step on with the rope and everything. It even has like a rope swing type thing there. So you can climb up and rope swing off into their deep pool. That's interesting. That's it's, interesting. It's really cool. It's it's like a well, little I mean, device you that feels... Wide, you need a wide array of things. You need from toddler all the way up to I can drive a car. Right. Yes. For this. Yes. So, yeah. No, it was a lot of fun. We went out to uh, Lake Arrowhead Beach, the public beach portion, because Lake Arrowhead is also like a resort area. Town of Rome is kind of an interesting 
an interesting monster of its own here in central Wisconsin and that it's got the Sand Valley, which Aaron Rodgers owns a house on Sand Valley. Uh, big time golf resort there. Lake Arrowhead uh, Resort is a good golf resort. Uh, in the yeah. winter, that place disappears. Like, like the number of people who still stay well, there is yeah, kind of small. I mean, Rome was really big in antiquity and still is to this day. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. And if anybody remembers the show Picket Fences, uh, allegedly in Rome, set in Rome, Wisconsin. Yes. Even though they showed the roller coaster in Sandusky, Ohio, at the beginning. Right? Yeah, there are not roller coasters around here. No, no, there's not. Actually, yeah. hey, so 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 let me so let me get to what I did. We went yeah. up to Point Beach State Park last week, which is north of uh, Two Rivers. Uh, most amazing beach in Wisconsin. Most accurately called Trivers. Trivers. Um, <laughs> the beach is uh, right in t- Two Rivers. Trivers it's, itself is uh, in Lake uh, Neshoto Beach, which is an unbelievable just uh, public uh, beach right there. And then uh, Point uh, Beach is a, a state forest, which is kind of like a state park. Uh, you go up there, um, beautiful campground, beach is awesome. It's just, it's unbelievable. No fresh water, no sharks. Much warmer than Lake Superior, which, you know, we've had the majority of my life, right? And, uh, yeah, it's unbelievable. And then uh, um, getting back to the roller coasters, though. So that was last week. And then on Monday, we, we, we post, uh, we went back, uh, we pushed this off to Wednesday because 4th of July was yesterday. On Monday, we had Ruby's uh, birthday party in advance. And we went up to Marshall, Wisconsin, to a, a little place called Little America, which is a uh, 11 acre small amusement park that has like a wooden roller coaster called the Meteor and a very unique one of a kind um, uh, roller coaster called the Swiss toboggan where you go straight up a pipe and it drops you off the top and you swing, swing around that pipe. It's hard to even describe. And it's, it's unbelievable. It's, this, it's, it's a little tiny amusement park. It's only open from 12 to five every day. It's staffed by people from the town of Marshall, which is only like 4,000 people. So Grandma Gert's over there. Bobby's taking care of that one over there. It's unbelievable. And uh, we did a birthday party for my daughter with nine guests for $200. And that included lunch and a cake and wristbands for all the rides. So it's it's unreal. If you haven't ever been there, Little America in Marshall, Wisconsin, get there, check it out. It's super cool. While we were there, I ran into a a roller coaster enthusiast because the meteor that's there is one of only like four in the world, uh, old wooden roller coasters. The other one, it's just like the one on Coney Island. Um, same thing. And then that, uh, the one I was, the Swiss toboggan one I was telling you about, there's only two in the world, one in Marshall, Wisconsin and one in Paris, France. And that's it. And then they have like the scrambler, tilt a whirl, uh, the parachute drop, a big Ferris wheel, some of your basic stuff. Twenty bucks a head gets you in the door. Um, and so the, he was telling me that he was from Minneapolis and he drove from Minneapolis to Green Bay, stayed the night, and then they did uh, Bay Beach Park in Green Bay because there's a roller coaster there. Yep. Came down to Marshall to do the roller coaster down there, and then they were going to uh, the one that's up in the Dells at. Um, Oh shoot! The one roller coaster that's in Dells, I can't. Think oh, of the one. ones over by, um, yeah, uh, Olympic River, the uh, Mount Olympus. Mount thank Olympus, you. Yeah, there Mount we go. Olympus. Yeah, and they were doing just a day trip of, and those are the three roller coasters in Wisconsin, just to follow up on picket fences. Just so you know. Anyways, nice. All right. Yes, but Little America. It's spelled A M 
M-A-R-R-I-C-K, down by Marshall, Wisconsin. <laughs> if you're anywhere around the Milwaukee, Madison area, and you got kids between 7 and 13, get there. It's like a 1950s amusement park. There's no games. There's no carnies. Um, oh, come on. There's no, al- there's no alcohol. It's oh, from 12 hmm. to 5 every day. So you just get there. You let your kids run free. It's a small enough area you can keep track of them. Right. But uh, they also have a small train that runs uh, like half hour circuit and stuff like that. And at Halloween, you can go, come ride that train and go get your pumpkin and throw it in the back of the train and bring it back up. And at Christmas, you can go out there and go get your Christmas tree and toss it in the back and bring it back up, too. So there, there's a plug for Little America. By the there way. we go. Awesome place. Well, there we are. And with Woo. that, we'll get everything else rolling Woo. in the segment of show we like to call our main event. Starting things off with... The main event. Since we were leading off the entire show with with just fun stories of other things around Wisconsin, uh, just want to put a little niche story to start things off before we roll into the Brewers. Uh, the U.S. Senior Open was actually in Wisconsin this week, uh, and Wisconsinites placed second and third. Steve Stricker, Jerry Kelly finished second and third behind uh, Bernhard Langer. Uh, who was it? He's what's like sixty seven. What's it like ten miles south of the road from you? Century. It's right in Stevens Point. Century yeah. Insurance is centered in Stevens Point, right on the north side of town. There, right before you hit the uh, the interstate, comes along the back side of that. They have yeah, a big golf course, the... and it's yeah. fabulous. It's got the a flower. The flower hole is the big famous one. Uh, I've golfed that course the one time, uh, but it's they redid a lot of it. They built a brand Maybe new like hotel 30, out there. 35, Thirty-five over par. Oh gosh, I don't keep score. That's just, I don't, I don't need those sorts of problems. Um, no, but it, it's it's fun. It was good for the city of Stevens Point. Uh, it's a fantastic. I just like people coming in and seeing Stevens Point. It's a great town, right in the middle of a lot of other cool things. Because you know, you're you're an hour from Appleton. You're a half hour from the Wausau area. Um, Point and Plovers. You know, like forty thousand people and. You know, it's it's just a really nice area. It's got a good university. It's got Century, which is a fantastic giant employer. Uh, yeah, so it's a it's a unique fun. There's a lot of other businesses in the area too who obviously I think enjoyed having seventy thousand people run through Stevens Point over the course of the week, um, just in and out. So it was people were renting out three bedroom houses for ten thousand dollars for the week on oh, Airbnb. Yeah. And I tried to tell my parents that they should do that. My mom just said uh, she didn't want other people in her house. I'll tell you what, Aaron, for $10,000 for a week, I would stay in the house and cook for them. I would let them wear my clothes. No joke. They could take a tie or two home with them. $10,000? Jeez. What's what's the what's the golf course on the south end of Janesville? It's blanking on me. Uh, Aaron I Hills, know. I think. Oh, okay. No, Aaron Hills. No, Aaron Hills is over. That's by Waukesha. We've got. All right. Uh, we've got a um, it, it's 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 a Scottish style golf course on the south end of town here. I just pray that they put like a, a tour down there. I would <laughs> take my family to Disney for a week and leave the keys for the cars <laughs> and go have fun, have fun, kids. Yeah, so, be fun. no. So that's why I was asking you because you played Century at once upon a time when we were young, uh, like early twenties. Uh, one of my friends, Matt, uh, he was a big time golfer. We ended up playing over TP, uh, TPC over in the Twin Cities, uh, TPC Minneapolis, over in Blaine. And I just remember, because Matt was a really good golfer, and uh, I think he shot like 10 over when we played. And yeah. 
I, I just remember chunking like almost a 40 over par. I don't know. Because you don't realize how tough like a tour golf course is when oh, you just sit yeah. there and play your local clubs with all flat fair, flare, fairways and stuff like that. Like you don't know. I just want to say you get, Go ahead. You get, out of, you get out a tour, tour designed one with a tour cut. Good mm-hmm. luck. Yeah. It's, it's hard. It's really hard. Like yeah. that makes you respect how good those golfers are. Well, I want to so, say in terms of looking at this now, as I go through I, if you want to feel old, Aaron, this is the senior mm-hmm. tour and people who finished here on the state, Ratif Goosen, Ernie Els, KJ Choi, Justin Leonard, um, Patrick Harrington. It's like v- these are v- all the people Tiger, Tiger Woods Golf. Yeah, I'm like, like <laughs> oh gosh, these are all all the old guys now. Colin Montgomery. Jeez. Good for Ernie Els because Ernie Els was old when we were young. You know, right? <laughs> <laughs> he was always the old guy when we were young. Uh, it's like, good for Ernie. Yeah, and the other thing is, I needed a little bit of this, a little bit of you know Central Wisconsin, you know, talking about a little pride in our state before I talk about the Brewers after watching them today. Uh, Brewers blow a three to one lead against the Cubs, uh, so now they they got to try to come back on Thursday and and even this series, even though it's a home series against the worst team in the division. Uh, the, they who were up three one. Who's the worst team in the division? Tell the me, Cubs. please. The Cubs which day, are. I which, think. which day of the week is it? Yeah, uh, well, it's pretty much been the Cubs for a while. No, I'm sorry, it's the it's the Cardinals technically, I guess, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. They're 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 actually way worse. I forget about them at yeah. this point. It's just odd because I mean, Cardinals fans never let you forget that they're there, so it's fun to forget about them. <laughs> I uh, watched the Pirates games live, and the Pirates games were pretty off. The Pirates were pretty awful too. All so I, are the Brewers. Yeah. All know, I can so tell you is today at the game. At, at Amphan That's Field. That's first and best when we talk about the NL Central. Let's what? just talk about who's in first versus who's in fifth. <laughs> well, the Reds are in first. Uh, okay. But at the game today, I guarantee you 100%, uh, Cubs versus Brewers at, at Amphan Field, there were at least 25 Cardinals fans booing every player. They paid yeah. for a ticket. They showed up and booed every player. I guarantee you it's at every game I've ever been to. There is always a Cardinals fan booing everybody uh, unless their team is playing. But they're always there booing other teams when their team's not. I'm like, how, why did you pay to come here? Who right. shows up to boo both teams? Uh, <laughs> Cardinals fans do. Yeah. I went to uh, you know Fenway, and I didn't boo either team because neither of my team, neither one was my team. I was just there for a good game. Right. Because right. I'm what... not going to boo either of those teams. First off, they were both American League teams. <laughs> One of them was uh, Domingo Santana was still with the uh, Mariners, and he was there that game. So okay. I felt good watching him. I felt good watching the guys we traded to get uh, the mayor of Ding Dong City. Nice. Uh, so, yeah, that was all fun. But, yeah, the Brewers lose. This is especially weird because, quite honestly, this was a really good stretch for the Brewers. Yeah. Uh, they take four. They take three out of four. Well, let's say we'll start here. with like We talked about them a little bit last week. They take two out of three with the Guardians on this road trip. Then they take three out of four against the Mets. And then they take two out of three against the Pirates. So they go on a 10-game road trip and win seven out of of 10. That's good. Fantastic. It's amazing. Now they come home. First off, it's weird because they honestly should have lost the first game and then came back from being Mm -hmm. down 6-0 to winning 8-6. Right. the Tuesday game is the most inexplicable loss of the season at this point. The Brewers have lost these two games, Tuesday and Wednesday, against the Cubs, through their own just dumb, like, pig-headed, stupid plays. Today, 
the Cubs came back and tied it three to three. There's two outs. Anderson fields the ball at third, throws to the first, and is just not quite where Miller can reach it. And so he doesn't pick it up cleanly. So the guy from second scores all the way to home to give them the four to three lead in what should have been the last play of the inning. It should have gone into the bottom of the ninth, tied three three, and an error cost them the game. That that's how they lose. Uh, then they come up and go three straight down in, in the bottom of the ninth, but still, and, and they just should have gone in tied, and they, that cost them right there. Uh, the one on Tuesday is more inexplicable because the the Brewers, in a tie game, are, are going in, and it's I don't know, it's hard to explain it because it it makes me so angry thinking about it. So they got a runner coming so around. We're, so we're talking about Fourth of July game now, right? Yeah, the Fourth of July game. Yeah, ball is hitting the left field. To win. Weren't supposed to win, should have won, and then lost. Yeah, fought all the way back, tied it up. They were there's a ball hit into left field. It's a short line drive. They're going to bring Tapia all the way around from second. Shouldn't have. Never mind that he's ten feet away from third base. Hasn't even started bowing out to make his turn. And Hap already has the ball in his glove. Yeah, and he's Hap in left who field. Is, Hap is a good fielder. He and is. He's in left field. I mean, like everything about. Um, don't, yes. Yes. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, the, John. The the throw from left field is the easiest one for the catcher because he's facing the runner as he catches the ball. Mm-hmm. He didn't have to turn. Like if it's coming from right field, he's got to be up the line, catch, and come back to the plate. But right. he's catching the ball, facing the runner, and gets him. He's out by forever. Like he he, he had to sit there and wait for it. It was ridiculous that they it sent was, him. It was like it was a business decision. Like, well, we're going to do this. Just get this game over. Like, it was I don't terrible. Know. Did, Tap, did Tapia ignore the uh, no? He third, was sent. The third, third, third base was sending him. Why? Yeah, Lane like, is sending it was a him. Short, home. short left field. You know, I, I didn't see the part. Hit. I didn't see the base. I didn't see the base coach. But like I, the first, that was the first one. I was like that, and that was so. That was with that would have left him with two outs on third, right? Yeah, he'd have been yeah, on third with two outs. Oh, yeah, because it's double plays that ended both the 10th and 11th innings. Sorry, spoiler alert if you haven't heard before John telling you this. But, yeah, no, that one was – that one was – both of them were dumb. Both of yeah. the sends home were dumb. Yeah, because there was another dumb. one, like you were alluding to. There was a second time they did that where they send Miller on a tag, a tag-up play in shallow left. Yeah. And he's not making that. And it right. ends it. Well – Actually, Tapia, that he would have been there with. Miller's not the fastest. Miller's fast. I mean, all of them are fast, actually, when you stop and think about it. But Miller's not the fastest player on planet Earth. And, oh, yeah. And, and I mean, I guess there's the, the argument that I think it was Miller when he slid across home. Like, the, the catcher had the ball in his throwing hand, but he was tagging him with his glove. Uh, no, so... eight, I, I just, I, I've looked at that, and that's a, um, basically, it looks like, it's paused at an exact right time because if you continue to play, he shoves the ball back into the glove and continues to tag. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. Yeah, You're he was gonna, out. He was one hundred percent out. You're not going to get that call. I'm just saying, like that's the. Oh my god, the ball wasn't even in the glove, yeah. and it's like his hand was still two feet away from the base at that point. Like it doesn't matter. Like, and then you know they're reviewing it to see if he was blocking the base. It still doesn't matter because the throw beat him home by almost ten feet. Both times, yeah. both times, both times, the runners were hung out to dry. They should have won both of those games. They should have won in both of those innings. But yeah, yeah it was. And let's I mean, be clear. I, I we wanted to correct something tied. here. The, the one of the tenth was to win. We need to correct something too. He would have been on third with one out. Yeah. Because the third out was Miller then running off to second base, 
like an idiot and getting tagged right. out there too. So they get a double play yeah, out Owen, of that. Owen Miller, man, that dude had a rough night, man. That was he. Yeah, he struck out when he struck out when they were trying to mount a comeback in the ninth, and yeah. then yeah, he was yeah, and he was the only one that did nothing. And it's like, and it sucks because that's the Wisconsin kid you want to cheer for him. Yeah, but like, but yeah, he he did not look good at the end of that Fourth of July game at all. So no, those ones are the ones. I mean, and that's what we're focusing on. I mean, the Brewers just. I mean, they were, they they really were trying to be fly in the cupboard uh, the whole time against Pittsburgh because Pittsburgh fought their way back and got the walk off on Friday the thirtieth, mm-hmm. and then they came back from being down eleven two to losing only eleven eight because they have a six run inning in the eighth. Uh, just unbelievable how they they just find ways to do it. Uh, the Brewers controlled the the Sunday game most of the way, but it you know it was like you know Sunday they or Friday they left the cupboard closed and the fly died in the cupboard, and, and Saturday somebody opened the door. You know that's all that happens. <laughs> like because they were trying to lose that. The, they, there's no lead that's safe, and there's no lead they can't overcome. It's it's a young inconsistent team, and and honestly at this point I'm frustrated because the last two days have been games they should have won. But they quite honestly should have lost on Monday and didn't. They fought their way back, and you got to be proud of that. But uh, Cubs and the Brewers are very similar in their makeup right now with a lot of young guys with just a couple veteran guys to kind of pull them through, get them through the grind, and teach them how to play. But, yeah, just losing these two, uh, this one Wednesday here, the the 4-3 loss to the Cubs, especially crazy because having – Devin Williams give up the, the only second blown save of the season uh, with 18 saves already at this point. So and and being named the Brewers only all star while the Cubs apparently have like three, yeah. which is ridiculous because they're 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 worse. Even we had to well, throw and, the game and, away and all, twice. And all, and all of this just to like either losing the play in game or to the yeah. Dodgers in the first round in three ga- or four games. So it it, it is again. The biggest thing we, we keep saying is like when I started the season, I had a certain expectation, which is I'm going to enjoy the season. I'm going to watch these young kids grow and I'm going to feel good about that and look at what this team can be in three years and just not expect them to be that team this year. I don't need them I'm to be in all take the Packers approach to it. Like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm going to feel about the Packers, too. You're right. And, and I've, I explained this on Twitter one time. The way I'm looking at the Brewers and the way I'm looking at the Packers. Nobody saw because they used their 600 views on somebody else's side. No, this was but a while ago. But I mean, explain. like, basically, <laughs> and this is how most people should, I mean, probably how I should address most of my life. But um, I'm going to uh, take on the, the Brewers and the Packers this year um, as if I'm my dog, Patton. You know, I'm making bacon and I'm sitting there cooking myself something. And he stands there and he just looks at me. And he wags his tail because he's a yellow lab and he's always happy. And he's like, maybe today's the day. Today's the day he drops the full plan of bacon right here on the floor and then watches me eat it. Maybe today's the day. And he'll do it every single time. Every day he'll get up and he'll just be like, maybe today's the day he's dropping breakfast. Maybe today's the day he's dropping all that food on the floor. And it never happens. And I don't feed him from the table or anything crazy. But when I'm cooking, he likes to stand there and just kind of watch me all happy like, maybe. And that's how I'm going to approach the Brewers and the Packers and, this and, year. And, is, that, that's why that's why you're a cruel, heartless officer, and I'm a kind <laughs> NCO because my dog gets fed. My dog gets fed every day, but I don't feed him from the table because it's terrible for him. 
And he's, well, a, he's I, a good, happy dog. I, my, my, my dog's a chihuahua. They're, mm-hmm. they're a bird-eating species. So if I'm cooking chicken, he gets some, he gets chicken. So If I we're do, creating, I, I we're, feed we're him. creating a monster. Shut up, John. He was a rescue <laughs> dog. He was at a kill shelter. He deserves to live and have his best life. I, Sorry. If I have stuff like that, I give it to them, my two dogs, but I'll put it in their bowl. I don't yeah. feed them from the table. That's what I'm saying. But yeah, just live in joy that maybe, maybe today everything's going to be wonderful and amazing. Well, maybe I mean, today's vacant day. As Wisconsin, as Wisconsin sports fans, most of us still didn't believe the Bucks won the championship oh, yeah. for like three weeks afterwards. Like we couldn't, we couldn't <laughs> handle it. Like it was in between the Super Bowl and that. You know the Packers Super Bowl and that it was there's in between the Bucks basketball or uh, Badgers basketball, uh, Badgers football, as close as they were every time that one year the Badgers were number four to start the season and just completely bombed the season. Marquette's been close. Marquette should have made the championship this year. They, really they had the have. team to do it, and you know the Brewers, the Brewers in nineteen, and you know everything else. The it, it's it's. It's 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 a grind, and after a while, you have to just kind of give up. Like you have to you have to do what you're just saying. You have to be like your dog. Like, well, I'm just gonna pay attention now. I doubt anything's gonna happen, but I'll pay attention. You know, yeah. like because it's fun. It's worth the attention, yeah. even and if hey, I don't get anything. On a positive note, so it was two weeks ago that I was on the show because you and Josh did it last week while we were out camping. Two weeks ago, the last time I was on the show, I was still barking about christian yelich yeah. well he's turned it around and he's starting to look like the actual player we thought he was which is good now he's the only spark of offense i think we have but right. yeah it's uh well adamas has been good too um, he's been picking this... it up a little bit too i've noticed yes but yeah but at the same time owen miller has disappeared Luis Arias mm-hmm. has not been anything this year Mm-hmm. Uh, we are count and, and Tellus just went on the injured reserve for 10 days for his arm, but he hasn't been hitting at all this year. He's batting 213 this season. With right. he's got what 10 home 12 home runs, but he had almost all of those. He had 12 home runs in May, he yeah. Hasn't hit home like, runs since May. It's ridiculous, like it has been an incredibly long, yeah. If you're saying the entire month yeah. of June, nothing, nothing because yeah. we're in July now. I have to remind myself of that too. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, Adamus now leads the team in home runs. He's betting well, 208, but you know, 13 home runs, 39 RBI. Uh, Weimer's betting 202. Uh, Yelich betting 286 now. Yeah. Uh, slugging or his uh, his OPS is 830. That's in 10 home runs. He's getting Four, up to like respectable levels. 42 like. RBI from a leadoff position. Hmm. Yeah, he's. I mean, that's a solid. He's year. Fin- he's finally coming around, so that's good. Like, I'm still not happy with him. No, he uh, needs to continue to do this. This this should be par for the course for him. Yeah, and not out of the leadoff position either. Mm-hmm. He should be the number three hitter, and doing stuff like this. Right. So Contreras I mean, has actually been a good a good get for the, the Brewers this year too. That that trade has worked out well. He's banged two fifty five, nine yeah. dingers, thirty two RBIs. He had one of the RBI uh, today, in fact, too. So he's he's been pretty consistent. A um, couple little things he's got to work out in the actual catching game. Some of his blocking is not as good as what the Brewers have gotten out of guys, but I think they'll coach him up a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I mean, they made Narvaez into a fantastic defensive catcher. 
Where is Narvaez now, anyways? He's with the Mets, but he's been injured all year. No, so, yeah. No. Uh, Terang is back up. He's doing all right. Uh, batting 203. He's got a long ways to go. His defense is great. Um, he had a play in, in the ninth today, though. He made a fantastic play to get a guy at first with a jump, spin, throw, going you know towards the outfield from second. He's on the other side of second base. If he could have gotten the, the runner at second, though, with a slightly, well, basically the same sort of athletic th- play, but a th- less far throw, we would have won that game, actually. So, because it would have right. stopped the lead runner on the, well, he would have been the lead runner, but the further runner, we would have stopped the guy on second who became the tying run. Right. But still, well, I mean, that's neither here nor there. Uh, we Andrew Monasterio doing some stuff here. And we even got uh, a new guy in there, Jemai Jones, came in, got his first at bat right. since was it twenty? God, what should they say? Twenty twenty, twenty twenty one. He hasn't had an at bat in two years. Comes in, uh, gets a game tying double with the bases loaded. Uh, so you know it's nice to get that. He came in and uh, was a DH today. Had a decent day. Um. But yeah, they're saying too. His like apparently his whole family plays football. His dad played for Notre Dame, so did his brother, and they both went to the NFL. And here he is, a guy who hasn't had an at bat in the uh, majors in two years, but playing with the Brewers now and doing something. Got a lot of guys playing a lot of at bats who we were not counting on doing much this year. Um, right. It, so going out and getting Raymel Tapia, who finally has put two balls out of the park because he's got a ton of power. Uh, Dude, I Singleton I, I, has played a bunch. When we were there for that for that Pittsburgh series, like he almost walked off a, a grand slam. Right, yeah. he hit it to the deepest part of the park that missed by a foot, and a really good catch by um, uh, what's his name, John Delay mm-hmm. from the center fielder from the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yeah, like that kid looks good. Like I, I have the Tapia kid actually looks good, but I, I mean, he's one of the older guys I, on the team. He's twenty nine. But I mean, he's also, he's also a jag. He's just another guy too. That's the yeah. other thing. Like he's not anything. You're like, oh, this guy looks good. He's got some pop in him. But it's just like, yeah. But that should be like your seven, eight, nine hitter, mm-hmm. like on a in a in a That's good a, lineup. Kind of so. what he's been, and he's a rotational guy with Blake Perkins over there and right at this point. Which you know, if we had Garrett Mitchell, neither of them would see the field almost ever because we'd have Weimer and right, um, right, and we'd have. Garrett Mitchell, who's been playing, who'd been playing great, end of last year, beginning of this year, till he got hurt. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. Do you remember when Paul Molitor missed like half a season because a heater blew up in the clubhouse? <laughs> no, during what? spring training, I missed that. I think that's a real thing. Okay. I, I completely do. You because Paul Molitor, the first half of like when the a, a majority of his early career, like in the mid '80s after the World Series, he was plagued by injury, 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 and I want to say one of them was. A heater blew up in the clubhouse, and he had to miss like 15 days. Uh, here I'm looking at baseball. Still my, still my favorite brewer, by the way, Paul Molitor. Controversial, but he's my favorite brewer of all time. I always love Paul Molitor. So nothing wrong with Robin Yount. Love Robin Yount, but Paul Molitor was always my favorite. So yeah, I'm just looking at like freak injuries involving Paul Molitor and baseball prospectus had something on here. Trying to run laps around the ballpark, trying to catch Dave Engel, who passed him on the lap. Near the end of the lap, Molitor went to slide in, tried to grab Engel's foot. Uh, but yep. Engel's foot was slide, was running backwards and hit Molitor in the ring finger and dislocated his ring finger in his right hand. 
Like, well, that's a freak accident. <laughs> like, Mahler, Mahler got hurt a lot, like early on in Milwaukee. Yeah, when he was a kid, it was stupid. <laughs> it was, was the injury was dislocation was so severe that Mahler's finger had to be cut open so the ligament could be pulled out and repaired. Jeez Louise, that's a day. I, yeah. Molitor, I, Molitor, Molitor was still the only one that ever stole every base in a game in a World Series, right? That's probably true. I can't he imagine. Stole second, third, and home in a game. Jeez. That's amazing. God, he was good. That he team was so, was so good. good. They should have won. And, the and, he, and, and the thing is, like, with all he was so he was so freakishly good, but he had so many freak injuries as well mm-hmm. in the eighties that he should have had close, way closer to four thousand hits. Yeah. Than he did. Like that Paul Molitor was unbelievable. Like I don't under I, I don't think people understand how good Paul Molitor was. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, Robin Hill was the MVP leader of the team. Um Paul Molitor was really good. Like he was yeah. but it was just I mean, he hit three fifty three in a season with a thirty nine game hitting streak. That's top twenty. Yeah. No, he's in Major League Baseball history, like he had it, he had it. Yeah, no, he was young. Was amazing. young was just young was really good. Him and George Brett, yeah, but he, but but young didn't even have what George Brett had. I still love the Miller Light commercial where, um, they're going back and forth where between young and uh, George Brett. George Brett, George yeah. Brett's t- George Brett's talking about having the World Series championship and. And then Young comes back with "Still kill you, but I got two MVPs." And he's like, "Yep, sure yeah. does." <laughs> he smiles always. He's like, "It yeah. really does. Yeah. It really does." <laughs> and though, like the worst MVP baseball season of MLB season ever, I think Young hit two eighty seven that year or something like that. It wasn't. It wasn't even that good. It's just, it was just like a down year for hitters. But yeah, no, Molitor was really good. I want to say that. Yeah, I want to say there was an injury in spring training where he got, but. Like, where he got busted up by, uh, uh, okay, you talk and I'll look that up. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't have anything else more really Brewers related. Uh, we mentioned Tellez and the injury, and he's going to be out. So the, we'll be seeing a lot of Miller at first. Uh, but we do have little bits of news on the Badgers front. Uh, Badger football does get four-star cornerback Emilio Agard. Uh, he's the guy we talked about last week out of Pennsylvania. So he is now a Badger. Uh was it Ronan O'Connell, though, has committed to Clemson over Wisconsin. He was an uh, offensive lineman target. Again, with the Badgers already having two four-star tackles, th- there was some some thought about, you know, kind of what's going to happen with that. Uh, there are a couple other people being announced in the next couple days. Um, another four-star offensive lineman, Emerson Mandel. Uh, he's, he's coming up here early. July is when he's saying they don't have a specific date on when he's going to be going. Uh, he's had dates with Iowa State, Wisconsin, Minnesota. Uh, four-star running back Darian Dupree uh, is also coming. He's going to be announcing on July seventh. He's uh, choosing among Wisconsin, Illinois, Missouri, and Washington. So that's one there they've been going through. Uh, he is from Illinois. He was part of that pipeline they've been trying to build this year. So we'll see how that goes. July 8th should be announcements from both uh, four-star defensive lineman Benedict Ume, Ume, like U-M-E-H. Let and, me be a woman. Yeah, Ume, and, Ume, Ume. And three-star safety, Kaj Sanders. So they'll both be announcing on the 8th, and that's kind of where we're we're looking at next in terms of Badger recruiting news. Did you find did it you, yet, Aaron? Did, 
I'm still working. I'm still working on that, but because I had heard it about, I heard about it on the radio this morning, that apparently the Badgers sniped a four-star offensive lineman from Irondale. He's probably one of the guys you said, which is way up by Brainerd, like in the like in the middle of nowhere, like a town of eleven hundred people. Okay. And and he's six five three fifteen. I don't remember his name, but he had been committed to PJ Fleck. Oh, okay. For, for, and he's class of 2024. He he just announced he's going to Wisconsin now. So let 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 it continue the poaching from uh, Minnesota to Wisconsin. Yeah, that's all I was going to bring up. Um, they also have we talked about 2025 class got off to a quick start with a quarterback who they've already offered and who was uh, already committed who is a. His brother's on the team, and so looking forward to that, getting the number of quarterbacks we're getting in with, with some really good arm talent. Uh, 2025 four-star running back Michael Turner Jr., son of Michael Turner, uh, who also played for the Badgers, uh, running back. Uh, so, yeah, it's he, he grew up in Richland, Texas, but he's been offered by the Badgers. He hasn't committed in any way, but he has at least offered. He has 10 different offers, it looks like, but, uh, you know, if you're if you're a running back, you can look at what Wisconsin's been able to do for running backs and say, "Yep, no." Especially with the number of four star guys they're bringing in on that offensive line, and I think Fickle's going to make. I don't. know. I think it's going to be interesting watching how he does this year. It's going to be good. But yeah, feeling good about Badger recruiting. We covered a lot of other things going up. Uh, announcing Sunday. Here's another one. I'm trying to see if this was a late one. This was. Um, uh, Dominic Nichols, but this was the one from last week. I think we talked about him coming in uh, to the show last time, and I think I believe he ended up going to Michigan. Was one of the other defensive lineman targets Wisconsin had been trying to get. I believe he ended up going to Michigan, but still a uh, lot of good good talent coming in, and already looking forward to that 2025 class and a couple of the the nice names on that group there. Uh, did you find anything yet, Aaron? You got anything going? You keep talking, John. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna. I am gonna start running out of things on on major sports to say. I guess um, we've told you last week about the Badger shareholder meeting coming up. There will be starting the training camp right after that because that's usually the day before training camp starts. So it'll be the next Monday, believe July 25th. Um, the practices for that first week, I believe, are all starting at 10:30. So if you want to go, you got to get there early. If you've never been to to Nitschke Field. Um, it is first come first serve. You get in there, you get down, find a seat, and and, and lock it down. Because uh, if you get up, somebody's going to find that seat. Uh, you can, if you want to watch the players come over, be prepared to be, you know, standing at the fences trying to find a way to see something. Because if you go over and watch them ride their bikes over, it's a really cool experience. But the players are going to get there well after everything is filled in those stands, uh, and it's a really fun environment to get into, and. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's interesting to 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 do that. So if you have a chance to do that, it's, it, it is nice to do. You can go around Titletown District. You can check out the stadium and all those other things that come along with being there. Uh, I'll be going to uh, check everything out, uh, heading out to there with uh, to see the shareholder meeting as well. So, Aaron, you got anything, man? I'm running out of ways to vamp to get this to you. I, I know. I'm I'm trying to. I'm trying. I'm trying really hard. Um, no, well, I might have to come over the next week. I know there was a freak accident with Paul Molitor that was not – just like when uh, – oh, who's our old catcher? Um, Lucroy. Lucroy, yeah. When, oh, yeah. when his wife dropped the suitcase on his hand or something like that and he had to miss <laughs> the rest of the season. 
and then there was like weird death threats towards his wife and that was stupid those are people from brookfield by the way i know that's that's who was doing that so yeah because they're crazy out there um but uh yeah Um, hi hi brookfield um (laughs) so yeah that was it i'm i'll figure it out for next week shoot okay can't do it that I tried. Good. I tried. Um, you did. What, what, what were you talking about for the last 10 minutes while I was trying to find that? Oh, we were doing some Badger recruiting stuff. We had a couple good ones uh, there. Yeah, it was nice. Good. And they, they got the kid from Irondale. That's all you really need to know. So. That's good. Yeah. All right. And, and, and Luke Fickle is going to be good for this program. He's going to be a breath of fresh air. And I, I'm i 100% behind him. Um, I, I I think it. I think change is good. I think everything's going to work out well. And the fact that he's retained – most of the stars of the team, it, that's a good that's a good sign. Yeah. If some if someone comes in, cleans house, and you know, um, all your star players want to up and leave. I mean, besides the quarterback who wasn't gonna, who didn't pan out as nearly as well as we all thought it was, and he was going to. So, um, yeah, let's let's uh, go, Bucky on Wisconsin. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> that's all I got. All right, that sounds just fine. All right, so we'll take on everything else that I've got here and we'll put it all into a a little segment that we lovingly call Our Last Call. Time to look around and get your bearings. It's time for the last call. All right, so for last call, we're going to do Northwoods League Baseball. I do want to mention, if if I haven't mentioned this, and, and I don't think I have, but I'm excited about this for next year. Next season, Aaron... They will not only have Northwoods League Baseball, they're going to have a Northwoods League Softball League. Like, Women's Fast Pitch Softball League. I was like, that sounds so cool. And I'm I'm kind of excited about that idea. So I just want to say that cool. that's something we're going to be looking forward to next year. We can talk about it more when that comes up next year in the Sports Abyss to have another uh, cool kind of Wisconsin event. I don't know what teams there are going to be. I don't know if each team is going to get a matching softball team or if they're going to do all different cities. Uh, or what they're going to do. So that'll be interesting to see, and I'm, I'm kind of excited about what that's going to look like. So that'll be fun. Uh, as far as Northwoods League Baseball, which is currently going on, the first half ended. And so for the Northwoods League, which is true for some other kind of minor leagues and things like that, um, the first half champion automatically already clinches a playoff spot. Okay, so for the Northwoods, the way they have it is there are actually two divisions, and then there are to subdivisions within each division. So it's the Great Lakes and the Great Plains. Great Lakes East was won by the Traverse City Pit Spitters. And the only other, the only Wisconsin team in the East. Yeah, it's a great name. That's a great one. Uh, And they look like angry little cherries is what their logo is. Yeah. It's so good. Uh, Nobody will ever be the the Mud Hens, but that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, or trash pandas, but yes. Oh my God, the trash pandas. That's, (laughs) and then Rocket City instead of Huntsville. Come on, Rocket City pa- Trash Pandas. That's the new best name. Mud Hens is like the all-time greatest name. But anyways, yeah, yeah so good. No. Pit, Pit Spitters is up there. That's, That's a good cool. name for a team where nobody gets paid. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah, and they're all living with host families and such. Right. Uh, yeah. The Kenosha Kingfisher, the only Wisconsin team in the Great Lakes East. Great Lakes West is all Wisconsin teams. Uh, the Green Bay Rockers win this, and you're gonna love this. They win by a half a game. Because in the first half of the season, they played one more game than Wausau and Wisconsin Rapids, who both finished 20 and 15, but the Green Bay Rockers finished 21 and 15. And so they are the 
first half champion and already in the playoffs. So the uh, Great Plains East Eau Claire also gets in the Eau Claire Express with a 20 and 14 record and the Wilmar Stingers win the Great Plains West at 26 and eight best yeah, record that there is. Yeah. So, okay. so we start like off the second. That's, that's, that's some Garrison Keeler country right there. When you start talking about Wilmar. <laughs> Wilmar. Yeah. Then we're really on the Great Plains where I grew up where the women are strong and the men are good looking. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and so many other things about his life that didn't need to be said. So yes. <laughs> uh, oh, come on. Yeah. Garrison I'm very pro Garrison Keeler. We'll argue that later mm. after, after we're done. So, mm, yeah, there's some stuff mm. where it can be less pro, but the stories are fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, second half just started. So Arist- Aristotle had lots of things that were probably wrong with him too, but we just don't know them anymore. So, okay. Yeah. Well, we're not going to put him in Aristotle's book just yet. When he's he... Aristotle of Minnesota. I'm a very pro Garrison killer. We'll, we'll argue okay. this later. So. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, second okay. half kicked off. Madison, Green Bay, and Fond du Lac all tied atop the uh, Great Lakes West at 1-0. and so, And they all beat Lakeshore, Wausau, and Wisconsin Rapids, who are all 0-1. Uh, Lacrosse and Eau Claire both one and zero to start off the second half as well. The Lacrosse Loggers and the Eau Claire uh, Express. Express, Fond du Lac Dock Spiders, of course, which we love to say because that's also a great name. Right. Uh, look, uh, see, Kingfish, less ex- exciting. They start off zero and two. So, like we said, so far Green Bay and Eau Claire already in the playoffs coming up next year. If both repeat as the champions in the second half, what happens is the division, the subdivision. Uh, mm-hmm. team with the highest overall win percentage among the remaining teams also gets in. So that'll be interesting to see how it plays off in the second half. Have we discussed the Beloit? Uh, Beloit has a uh, single-A high team here that they play against the uh, Timber Rattlers. Okay. They, they used to be the, the, the snappers for the longest time because they're down on the Rock River like we are. Mm-hmm. So they, they changed their name uh, last year, uh, and they went to Skycarp. Oh yeah, I've did, I've heard hey, Sky Did Carp. we discuss that at all? I don't know if we app? did or if uh, I've definitely talked about that with other people. But yeah, so 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 Stamper has some connotations that aren't so popular or aren't good. So they changed it to Skycarp, which refers to the Canadian geese. And this is a real thing down here. I only knew this. You know, I'm from Duluth, uh, or Turtle Lake originally, but Duluth Superior. So the Canadian geese up there are all migratory, right? Okay. Well, there's a bunch that stay down here all winter long. They never leave. They stay right here on the Rock River between um, basically Janesville and then Rockport, where it meets Mississippi down to the quad or through Rockport down to where it meets, meets Mississippi at Quad Cities. And they refer to the Canadian geese that never leave as sky carp. Okay. So All it's right. actually a pretty cool. Yeah, their their mascots are Canadian goose or Canada. Yeah. Sorry, as we always talk about, you corrected me a million times. Uh, Canada <laughs> goose, um, named after John Canada, not the fact that they're from Canada or whatever. Because they're not from was. Canada in many cases. Yeah. Yeah. So no, there's a whole bunch that just hang out on the Mississippi River and Rock River, and yeah, they refer to them as sky carp because they just live in the river. Yeah. Right. So and they fly. Okay. 
So, but yeah, no, that that's a great name. Like, I just, I, I love, I love minor league baseball teams. I wish Major League Baseball would be. I mean, the Brewers are one of the few teams that actually have like a cool, fun name. Like, it has to do with like where they're from. You know, like yeah, I, Guardians I mean, are like, too. If you understand what they have there, yeah, the Guardians are named after local statues that they've got. Yeah. Right, but it's still the worst name in baseball. Ah, oh, no, uh, the Nationals. I mean, I, is it worse than the, the national? Yeah, you're well, Devil Rays too. Rays, the name Devil Rays anymore. Yeah. Um, Stro. I, I mean, Astros make sense. Yeah. I mean, I you can't. I mean, yeah. as far as like the newer teams' names too, like that's you know, like I understand some of the old names. Like you can't knock on the LA Dodgers. They're named after trolley. It's Dodgers. actually it's actually a fun name when you actually know the history of it. It was mm-hmm. you know. The people who dodged the streetcars. Mm-hmm. That's a cool yeah, name. It like is. When you yeah. stop Trolley dodgers. They were, yeah. they were dodging streetcars in Brooklyn, not, not, not in, in LA. LA. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. like just like the Lakers are from Minnesota, where they have all sorts of lakes, but they have to be in LA now, you know, like but they're fine. Yeah. So I do. And back to John. All right. Well, the other thing I wanted to do, just since we had the time, is since we're through the first half, let's look at some of the Wisconsin players to get some names here of some of the leaders. Um, I only went with Wisconsin players on Wisconsin, well, players on Wisconsin teams. Uh, batting average number six is a guy named Lance Triple. And if you're going to play baseball, Triple is a great name. Triple does not hit triples, but he does bat 342 for the Kenosha Kingfish. He's a catcher. Uh, Owen Jackson from Madison batting 330. As well, so is uh, Dalton Pearson of Wausau. They're tied for ninth in batting average. Dylan O'Connell, an infielder from Eau Claire, bats 326. That's 12th best in the entire league. 13th best is Cameron Ross, who's a catcher for Eau Claire at 323. Uh, Kyle West is an infielder for Green Bay, also batting 323. Uh, Kyle West also tied for second in home runs. Uh, he plays for Green Bay, and he's an infielder, like I said. Seven home runs, uh, second in the league. Ryan Nagelbach of Eau Claire is fifth with six home runs. And the three guys tied for sixth. Owen Jackson, like I mentioned, uh, who is in, a first baseman for the, the Mallards in Madison. Dalton Pearson, the outfielder from Wausau. And then Ryan Sprock, second Sprock. baseman from Madison. Sprock also is tied for second in triples. So he's the second baseman who hits home runs and triples. Uh, it's only two, but still two triples is nice. Um, also hitting two triples this year, outfielder JoJo Jackson from Green Bay. Jesse Donahoe, not Donahue, Donahoe, first baseman for Wausau. Isaiah Jackson, an outfielder from Madison. And Connor Cooney from the Doc Spiders, an outfielder. Uh, in terms of ERA, actually the pitching is fantastic. Green Bay has two guys who are killing it right now. Jacob Faulkner is fourth in ERA, has a 1.69 ERA, and also leads the league in strikeouts among starting pitchers. 50 strikeouts. Um, number nine in ERA and right behind is um, uh, another Green Bay pitcher, like I said, Brett Sanchez, who has a 2.04 ERA. I'm sorry, Faulkner is second in strikeouts. He had 35, 37 Sanchez actually leads in the strikeouts with 50. So they have two guys who are in the top 10 in both ERA and strikeouts. Uh, also kind of in there is uh, Wassa has a Nate Nabholz, who has 31 strikeouts, which is good enough for 10th among starters, 
and is 10th in with a 2.06 ERA. Uh, got a couple guys with some good save numbers. Number one in the entire league, Matt Helwig from the Eau Claire Express has eight saves. Uh, Kenosha Kingfish uh, pitcher Tucker Shelley has seven, which is good enough for second. Tied for third is Julian Tristan from Wisconsin Rapids with sixth. And then tied for seventh is James Reese of the Lakeshore Chinooks. That's about all I, I can think, say. I about do it. think the Kenosha team should call themselves the, the Kenosha Kickers in uh, um, homage to Home Alone. <laughs> okay. Home Alone. All right. All right. Do you remember? Do you remember when John Candy's like, "You need to ride home." Yeah, we got a van going up to Milwaukee. Yeah, a polka band. Remember Kenosha Kickers, polka polka. Sheboygan. You don't remember that scene? Yeah, I do. Yeah, when she's yeah. getting a ride uh, from yeah. them, and he starts singing the song, and they don't. She doesn't know it because she does not know the the well, polka. Well, at, at first, at first, he introduces himself to like you know the Kenosha Kickers. Nothing like she's like no, no idea. Uh, okay, <laughs> anyway, so we got a van. We're going up to Milwaukee or up to Sheboygan. We heard you need a ride. You know, yeah. you really never heard of us. Really? Big in Sheboygan. Big in big Sheboygan. In Sheboygan. Big in Sheboygan. Yeah, I love Sheboygan. John Candy was the best man. So good. Polka polka. They probably just told him to make up a song, and that's what he had. Be <laughs> be as Wisconsin as you can, John. That's okay, so good. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Nailed it. Excellent. Mm, yeah. yeah. All right. That's really all I got for Wisconsin sports this week. Um, yeah. I have it, a correction. I have a correction, John. Go ahead. Paul Paul Molitor was not injured in that. Uh, down in Phoenix during preseason, they had a, uh, a, a gas furnace that blew up, um, and it actually had. A, uh, it was when Bamberger was still the manager. I'm I'm trying to read this off to the side as we're going along here. Um, one of the coaches had second and third degree burns. Uh, Larry Haney uh, was blown 20 feet out of the office. There was an explosion in Bamberger's office, and he got blown out there. He had second and third degree burns. The only players that were injured were Bill Wegman and Bill Schrader. Wow, Bill Wegman. So, yeah, Wegman and Bill, Bill Schrader from uh, – Who's on uh, the broadcast team right now. Rock, yeah. Yeah, on the broadcast team. Uh, both had minor injuries. but Not yeah, Bill Schrader, the wide receiver from lacrosse. No, not, The UW not, lacrosse. Not UW lacks, no. Who but was, so, by the way, and, born in Sheboygan and went to lacrosse. I'll tell you someone else who was born in Sheboygan and went to UW Lacrosse. This guy. This guy right here. <laughs> guy, you were born in Sheboygan too? I was born in Sheboygan. God, we moved out there when I was born. four. I was, I was, I was, I, I give you point and uh, the UP. God, you guys. There we go. Fun. Moved around moved a little more bit. More than I do. But yeah, no. So, and now <laughs> I, I remember why. I, now, I, now I forget why I uh, thought what, how it was. It's an old uh, um, uh, Milwaukee Journal before it was Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Milwaukee Journal uh, uh, article and Paul Molitor, they asked him about it and he commented on it and he he missed uh, the next game because a gas inhalation. Oh, yuck. So that's why. And so I don't know why. I always linked that to Paul Molitor. It was on the back of a baseball card too. Like survived a... a, God, I'm going to have to go look through all my baseball cards now too. But like he was... It, it, because Paul was always injured in the eighties, he had thirty three hundred plus hits. Yeah, like that dude would have been pushing uh, Pete Rose. Yeah, if he didn't have so many injuries. A lot in the of 80s. injuries. Yeah, he played like 
he did not play full he, seasons his last he, several years for the Brewers. Yeah, he's like Randy Johnson. Like he did more damage after the age of thirty-two than he did in his twenties, just because of injuries. Like, if if you ever want a fun look up, go look up Randy Johnson after age thirty-two. <laughs> like he, he did nothing before age thirty-two, and then he won four Cy Youngs in his mid-thirties. After you know, between yeah. the Mariners and the Diamondbacks, Paul Molitor's the same way. Like Paul Molitor did amazing things with the Brewers. Like we talked about this, the stealing home, having five hits in a game during the World Series, three fifty three for a season with a thirty nine game hitting streak. Like that was all cool and fun, but he was injured all the time, all the time. And towards the end of his Brewers run, um, he was not injured nearly as much. Then during his time. Uh, during that time to the, his transition with the Blue Jays was when he did his most damage. I mean, the dude had almost, he was just over 3,300 hits. So good. So good. But anyways, I'm yeah, done. Absolutely. Sorry, John. All right. That's, how's that? <laughs> All right. Well, thank you everybody again for, for joining us for another wonderful week of Wisconsin sports. It was a very good week for the Brewers. We're just upset about, you know, today and yesterday because they kind of fell apart. But we're still feeling very good about about the team, about the game. And it's been a good week. Got a good arm. Yeah, don't do that. that. Just a little better coaching and we'd be fine. Not on a short fly ball. Jeez. (laughs) I wouldn't even do that in Bar League softball. Come on. Right. Anyhow, yeah, so... Uh, thank you again for, for joining us again, and uh, we love having you, whether you're in Wisconsin, around the U.S., and around the world. We're so grateful to have you with us every week. Uh, remember to follow us on Twitter. You can find the show at Pod. You can find me at NotSoHumbleHost. You can find Aaron at Cheddar Talk. And remember, whether you are on the town or on the go, it is always on Wisconsin. This has been the Scotty Johnny Podcast. Remember to find the boys on Twitter at ScottyJohnny1 or online at ScottyJohnny.com. Thanks for listening and on Wisconsin.